Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, Russ and my Amazon 11. Hope you're all safe and well. New channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon so you made aware of any time any content on. Yada yada yada, you all know that now. Um, hope everyone is safe and well. Um today's guest, well, tonight's guest, it's taken a while for me and Dan to <laughs> find him. It has, it has. We've had Nikki, we've had Ryan, now we've got we've got the Holy Trinity now of West Ham fan TV. It, it's Dan Laws. How's things going, man? Yeah, good, mate. Good to finally get on. Like you said, it's been a lot back for trying to get our schedules on going and, and things like that. And we, and we just picked a date and we like, you know, had a bit of notice and was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, yeah, ex- exactly. Let's it exactly. We're, we're busy men. We're busy men. So, yeah, you know, yeah, that's it. You know, so it's, uh, yeah, it's a lot easier with, with, you know, particularly now it's a bit more tricky because obviously, you know, stuff's picking up and, you know, how's, how's everything for you sort of work wise and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like with, I mean, I'll, I'll work wise, like nothing really slowed no. down for me because I've been working from home, like all mm. of that time. So, like, it's been so, it, it, busier in some points because I can take mm. more on where I don't have traveling yeah, time. Course. And then when the West Ham stuff, obviously, we do the games, we were, the friendlies are back on. So, I did some watch alongs and stuff like that. And we're doing those. We're trying to keep it going. Whereas usually we like to, we'd be there or film interviewing people outside the stadium. That's what I miss going there. I put a video yeah. up earlier where I was outside the ground. I saw. About yeah, I saw. And it was nice to, cause it, everything's like this. And I like to, you know, get there and talk outside the stadium in these different locations. So it was quite nice. I was in Stratford anyway. And um, I was like, yeah, let me just go there and actually film something outside the stadium. So it's yeah. not just this people seeing my neck curtains. <laughs> 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 I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It is weird. It's it's weird when you go. I mean, I remember you said in that intro when you was there. It's weird. It's surreal looking at it because you haven't. Mm. I mean, usually like you have an off season where it's six or seven weeks, and that's okay. Mm. But for such a long time, presumably someone like yourself who, you know goes to all the games and it must be like for me it's no real difference honestly because like i'm still i'm still there so yeah. but for the fans who have obviously got you know got you know, 56 years some of them might never miss the game 
It yeah. just must be so bizarre, man. So strange to see. Yeah, it was. It was eerie sort of seeing it and then knowing, like, well, really, it's going to be a long time before I even get to go in there again. And uh, But, yeah, it was nice to have a little walk around and, and to, to see it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll be there on Saturday, apparently, so Brentford. So it'll be even quieter because there'll be no journalists, really, there. I don't think there'll be fuck all people there. But <laughs> Just but, you. Uh, just, just me. Just me and about a mil- hundred million pounds worth of players just sitting back, you know, just, yeah, we'll see yeah. what happens. Wait, but um, So you do the um, the DJing, right? Yeah. So so you're still, even though there's no fans, you're still playing the music and that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, we still have all the videos and everything. So obviously, you have people that spent advertising, haven't they, through the, nah. through the, and so I still got to play the ads and and things like that. And and it's funny because like I always say, you know, my floor managers, I'll turn up a bit for whose benefit, you know, whose <laughs> yeah, benefit, yeah. you know, it's like there's no one here, you know what I mean? But um, no, it's a bit weird, you know. Put a bit of music on for the players, you know, warming up. Otherwise, it's a bit strange, isn't it? It's it's really yeah. weird then. Um, and uh, yeah, the only thing that's really sort of knocked me a little bit is the premier league said we had to play goal music and i've never and i'm a really really advocate against it mm. but i understood so for like 19 seasons or 18 seasons i've never played goal music and then like i had to play it for the last six or seven games it's been weird but um particularly the first time we played it it was a disallowed goal it was sue checks for chelsea's no, i didn't actually notice the goal music no you, well, you don't i mean are you a crowd noise on or off person when you, oh, you I, well i usually have it on that's the thing yeah that's probably imagine. why so you don't hear it as much but yeah, yeah we play twist and shout and um yeah, no, it is a bit weird. And we've done a few things like, you know, for say when we play bubbles, we, we mix a slightly different track. So it sounds like the crowd are singing it a bit more. So you still have the, right. you know, still have the yeah. 19, but it's it's all mixing a bit. And uh, yeah, we still do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, no, weird. No. it's so weird. It's yeah. so weird. It's going to be weirder to next week because it's going to be weird on Saturday just because it's a friendly and there's going to be absolutely fuck all people there. But well, it is I'm what it is. Out for the goal music. <laughs> Well, hopefully we'll score, and then you hear it. Otherwise, it'd be yeah. You know. I tell you what, if it's anything like the uh, the Wickham game yeah. or the Ipswich game, you'll be quite. You got to have your fingers on them buttons, quick time, mate. Gonna, gonna have to warm him up, warm it up today. Yeah, yeah exactly. to warm it up. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was good, wasn't it? It was nine nine goals, two nine goals, four two against. Yeah. And what, uh, what 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 team can say they're beating two teams at the same time and scored nine goals? I, I still don't understand why they did it though. I don't get it's, it. It's weird. You know I mean? It's, it's weird. weird. It's, it showed that we've got a bit of there's a bit of yeah, depth yeah, there, yeah. which is yeah, good. But. Definitely, because I assumed one was going to be under twenty three. It'd be like obviously, um, was it four all today with Orion? I think in the yeah. under. I assumed one was going to be a West Ham eleven. They call it in it when it's like basically yeah. under 23 and a couple of first team, and then one game would be a first team. But no, they fair players split it both, and yeah, did all right. And it was yeah, nice to see Hallett. Hallett obviously missed a few, but nice of him to score a few. Dean Garner, some nice um, assists, a hat-trick of assists. You know, one of them looked a bit dodgy, though. VAR wouldn't have called the first goal, but then that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, yeah, Barry and Couple and, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a good mix. I think they got the balance right on both teams, like mm. the mixture of players. So, yeah, no, it's good. it was good to watch. It was nice to see a couple of the youth team as well. Right? Obviously, I've watched a few under twenty three games because they do them under the stadium, um, and we do it again with all music for that as well. And um, nice to see a couple, particularly um, for the for the Wickham game. Um, yeah, it was nice to see a couple. Of, there was a centre back and a left back. Yeah, hadn't we heard? Yeah, Baptiste. And... Yeah, there was a few players in there I hadn't heard of. Oh, yeah, they, no, look, they look decent. They look quite. And, yeah, um... it was quite nice. 
So hopefully we can get get them a bit more of a run out. Yeah. He wants to do this Red Bull model more, isn't he? he wants to focus on youth. So this. Well, you know, it's 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 just bollocks, isn't it? The Red Bull model. It's just good yeah. business. It's just good business sense. I mean, you see Chilwell going for Chelsea forty five million, and yeah. they and on the BBC website it was like four or five of them. They listed them up like you know, um, like Kante, all them lot. And it was like they paid 20 million for them all, or 25 million, and they sold them for a combined 250 million. It's just good business sense. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I mean, yeah. Model, but yeah, I know no, what you mean. It's, they've it's had just, a blinder. They've had a yeah. blinder. They, they have Leicester with the players that they've sold, the money they've made, and the ability to replace and yeah, and still get up that level. And that's that's what you want, you know, not selling, not buying players and selling them super cheap, like much cheaper than you bought them for, you know. Exactly, exactly. A bit of a fire sale, but it is what it is, and we'll see what happens in this West Ham, innit, Dan? So, you know, just wait, same old, innit? It's that was going to change, really, you know. Yeah. I've, been t- I've been talking to people who've been going since the 60s, and they were like, Look, for fuck's sake, you know, we, we had three World Cup winners on our side, and we never finished higher than sixth in yeah, the league. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, Yeah, fair play, you know, for we always think. That's the thing, though. For me, the difference is it will always be the argument against that is, Yeah, but. We didn't sell our stadium, <laughs> you know. Yeah, we never sold always, our stadium. It's always That's, like pinpointing it. Yeah, yeah. It's like we could have been the same. We could have done all of this and still been at Upton Park. We'd have been there yeah, for Like cool. But then the X. That's why it's like, well, we left for this. Like, yeah, you better yeah. deliver. <laughs> so yeah. the, that's why the the, the magnifying glasses on it a bit more. Yeah, of course. Yeah, makes, but, yeah, exactly. But but you know, you know, we talk about you know silverware. You know, we got to the final of the Betway Cup again this year, so yeah. you know, we could, we could listen, we could be the first team to win a trophy this year, you know, it's, exactly, exactly. You know, open, I mean, it'd be really shit open top bus parade because yeah. no one would be two, everyone would be two meters apart. So, you know. <laughs> I, I, said, I was saying on the watch along with my mate Jace, I said, I want to see when in the London Stadium, you know, you got European Cup Winners' Cup, FA Cup 975, FA Cup 1918, you know, I want to see Betway Cup on there. Net along with those trophies, <laughs> they, ne- they never put the intertoto up there as much, no, you know. It's, no, like, it's like, and, and for like you and me, Dan, that's probably only silverware we ever probably saw. Um, yeah, exactly. for likely two seat to be honest, but yeah, and it had three winners. That's just so weird. That was so weird. The intertoto cup, yeah. but um, yeah, no, it's it's all good, and we'll see what happens. It's you know, it's just West Ham, isn't it? Yeah, blind optimism until about about 3.45 on the first game and that's it then you're like oh, okay start again then look at the bottom but you look at may and go hey we've got a beat to stay up yeah there's something about it, isn't it no matter what's happened the week before you, and you're dreading it all week and you're down and everything and when it gets to the match then it gets up you're like yeah like we, yeah. we could win we could win and you get up for it and then you get smacked back down and you're like oh, well, right, anything anything happens anything happens that is the thing with west ham you know it's like well, we could win the league or get relegated and nothing either way would surprise me at west ham yeah, and we've um, seen it so many times isn't it when you yeah. just you're on a horrendous run you go, oh man united's come up right and it's the peak of their powers man united you're like oh and then we go and smash them and you're like yeah. what the hell did that coming from you know it's <laughs> All the, time. All the time, but that's what we and, and but you know you're going to get three or four of those a season, and that's basically, you know, what we what we live for. You know, those three or four times they turn up really out of the blue, and it's a shame that happens. But it, it's happened ever since I've remember been supporting West Ham, and nothing yeah. really changes. But um, yeah, no, it's the we'll see what happens. No, yeah, it's uh, I mean, everyone's like, oh god, look at the fixtures. Uh, obviously, you got you got you have to play everyone anyway, but um. I'd rather play him early on, get him out of the way, you know what I mean? 
<laughs> well, I suppose yeah, I suppose so. It's just it's just that thing, isn't it? Of like you don't want to get to that point where you're at the bottom come October and it's like right we've got a claw now and we've got to try and make up some ground and it's like you know you know like we, every time we get that season go oh, that's a must win oh no no that's a must win oh, we yeah, won this yeah, one. Yeah. that's a must win and it'd be well, nice have... to have just a boring season you know? I would take I would take a Kerbishley-esque Allardyce-esque sort of 12th 11th yeah. 12th this next season no real sign of going down no. no real sign of getting to Europe just like just keep it calm like of it's course just... I'd love to get in Europe but I'd rather at least but then you do, we do, and everyone's like, "Yeah, it's getting to Europe," and then we, and then we end up playing in Berkakara or Juk or Astra, and we'll lose to them because we don't put a good, we don't go for it. You know what I mean? Nah. There's so many games in that Europa League just to qualify for the league, then the league yeah. itself. You know what I mean? I just want talking... a few seasons of top ten, just top ten finish. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Just a couple of seasons, stable, stable, yeah. build, build, build. Then quarterfinals, occasional semis of a cup. That would do me. Yeah. I think that would be that would be nice. If I'll have a word. See what we can do, but um, yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mr. Moyes, can, can I have a quick word? I was talking to Dan Lord, you, you know, Dan, um, <laughs> he was outside yeah. the ground three weeks ago, you know, he's stalking the place because yeah. he missed it so much. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's just, I just, I, it's the thing about West Ham, it's like you know, you have this, as you said, blind optimism, and every game, and you come back on a Saturday, you'd have lost to Burnley, and you would have, you know, unseries linked match of the day already because you don't want to watch it you don't want even a record of it being in your skybox yeah. and then as you said monday morning I, oh here we go <laughs> you know <laughs> start again someone yeah. said it's it's like being in a really abusive relationship and, and yeah. you hope they would you hope they would change they'll change one day yeah. but they don't yeah exactly and occasionally they do something nice throughout the blue buy some flowers or something make you think everything's turned around and then the next week it's uh back to just abuse yeah yeah exactly <laughs> But it's, it's but it's abuse you want to start again. As you said, you know, you walk past it, you missed it, and it's just getting back and seeing live football and <laughs> just seeing your mates and you know, obviously, obviously, you know, obviously, you guys, you know, we do uh, after you know after games of interviews and stuff like that. That's that's what your channel lives. Uh, that's that's what it's known yeah. for, and it must be really hard and just trying to drum up you know people and stuff because otherwise yeah. you're right. It's like Zoom calls and video calls and yeah, that's the thing. Gets, just gets too much man. yeah i think that sort of like set us apart a little bit in yeah terms definitely of some of the other stuff because it was with someone who was we was always somewhere was like asia was away and home and i do miss the away games and that's going to be a long time before we get to go to yeah. the away games and that was always fun for me um you know not so much yeah. oxford united uh, when i went to that <laughs> but yeah like when you go but it, it, it was always like nice you know the atmosphere was great and being mm. there with the away fans and yeah to go to different stadiums yeah i miss that but that's going to be a while before we get into yeah def- most definitely most definitely so so dan um the first question i always ask everyone in uh, although we're only 13 minutes in so that's not bad preamble is um is why is west ham your club dan why is it why are you west ham? um yeah, it's an interesting one for me. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm from the area, born in Plasto, grew up Manor Park, um, you know, sort of Manor Park East Ham way. Mm. Um, not so, not too far from that. All my family support West Ham. Um, so naturally, when I was six years old, I supported Newcastle, <laughs> like <laughs> randomly. You know, it was so weird because I was six. I wasn't. I wasn't one of these one who's like, yeah, I remember when I was three and I loved football and I was into this. You know. Yeah. Even when I, even when I was six, even when I started, when I was like, but like everyone was into that football, and I sat there in front of uh, the score thing where they, you know, they read the scores out, and then they read out the name Newcastle, and as a kid, like oh, castles, castles are cool, aren't they? Like, 
And I was like, well, you know, are you kid? Like, what's a West Ham? Like, what is that? Yeah. What's that? So you, so for like a couple of years, for a couple of years as a kid, like, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'd like West Ham. And all my family was just like, right, presents, just shit, you know, give buy them loads of West Ham, uh, Newcastle stuff. So that became a thing. Um, but I still wasn't like really into football. You know, I loved Alan Shearer and I had some yeah, of, the of course. And I'd see the occasional game, but I was still into Sega Mega Drive and stuff mm -hmm. like that. It was my main thing. And as I got older and I actually started to really get into football, and I said, actually, Newcastle is a place that's very far away and I have no chance <laughs> of ever going to it. You know, my mum couldn't even afford to take me to the West Ham games around the corner, you know, let alone take me to Newcastle for a game. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you start to realise, oh, right. OK, so it's it's a locational thing. Newcastle is a place. And, um, you know, so as I got into football, obviously, naturally, it was like, well, yeah, West Ham. Yeah. Um, which I think I hear it happens to a lot of people, a lot of kids, you know, when they started kids, they were supporting Liverpool in the 70s and stuff like that. And as they got older, they went. I sport West Ham, West Ham's my yeah. team. So, so anyway, uh, it, my uncle took me. What the big, the big thing? My uncle finally took me to a game. Um, I think it was like ninety nine, two thousand time, and that was when you find when you go. That is just a different thing. That's when you're yeah. cemented. I think. Yeah, yeah. When you're there and you're like, yes, this is it. My brother fell asleep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was my brother. I don't know how it was noises. You like my brother was like that. He was asleep, and I was there. I was just like captivated by the atmosphere so um yeah that that would that yeah that was pretty much it really as you said once you're once you're there you once you're in you're in i haven't interviewed i haven't interviewed anyone who said oh yeah i went to a first game and it was all right <laughs> everyone was like went to my first game and that was it i was done and then you know i blinked and it's 25 yeah. years and i'm still even the I'm people that went to games where they got battered like we got battered yeah. it's still because it's that whole thing like you're there and when you're young and there's nothing like it is it where you no. can just turn up on the day and it's just the bustle with the crowd and, yeah. and the market stalls it's just a whole build up to it and then you go in you're walking through the turnstiles that whole part of it and the smells and the sounds and you're like you're there and you're you're, you're hearing the songs and um and i can't remember if it was my first game or what i remember we had the hammerettes oh and it was i used to love the hammerettes. you like oh. the hammerettes well, oh, no, 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 no 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 the reason right right here we go cards on the table the reason why you used to like the hammerettes were because they used to come up to the box because i was i was doing the music then and they used to come up to the box and so they'd all be and i was probably like you know 18 maybe maybe 17 yeah. 18 and like you know half a dozen scantily clad girls of my age and a little bit older some well, yeah. a, lot, a lot a lot older um were coming up and 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 having a chat and it was like oh hi i remember yeah. I, and i remember because i brought an ex-girlfriend up there once and and she basically turned around and they said oh it's so cold up here or something like that walked down and she gave them like a real sarky line it almost kicked off between the hammerheads and my, one of my girlfriends <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely brilliant i just like proper cat fight just imagine it but yeah bless them they used to they used to warm up in like the concourse and so you had like chefs bringing plates of you know stacks for the for the of, of food for all the um corporates and like yeah. dodging amy or julia doing some backflip or so it's a real really bizarre but yeah and it must have yeah. been awkward yeah because like all these girls dancing you don't really know where to look to be honest do you? yeah exactly because you're there you're a kid and you know i'm my uncle and that and you're like and, and you're just like what is this like this is it's so this is this is supposed to be football you know football working class football not american pizzazz yeah arms it was just the weirdest most awkward thing and everyone's watching yeah. it and i'm sure there's kids with their mums or their aunts and it's, yeah it was just so weird like really so strange 
Yeah, like I mean, half time stuff. A lot of the time, I don't think we've ever really. No it's hard does. to do. No yeah, like does, really. I mean, most of the time, you want to go for a beer or you, you want to for... exactly. Exactly. It's not really. I mean, they did uh, in the early. Um, the, I think it was like the first Premier League game on Sky or something. I think it was an Arsenal game. I see it was on uh, on Twitter or so on YouTube, and it had you know that he's a good, he's a good. They perform. He performed live. Oh, shame! At the game at the halftime. Yeah, that's it, Shaman. Yeah, that's it. And they had that. They and it was like, yeah, this is going to be the big thing. We can get bands to come and sing wow. at halftime and. Um, yeah, no. I don't think that lasted long. No, it wasn't sustainable. <laughs> so, but well, yeah, we, had, we, had, we had Pixie Lot. That's pre-match. We had Pixie Lot pre-match once. I remember, and uh, yeah. we had. Uh, oh yeah. God, we had some. Oh God, I can't remember. He was an Arsenal fan, and it was for the FA Cup, and they were doing, and he was he sang the official FA Cup song. The FA oh. Cup never had a song, and he <laughs> came on at half time. It was someone. It wasn't like Spoony, but it was someone like that, and it yeah. was like why honestly yeah. why why because they we have to because we signed up yeah. with the fa cup that's why yeah but yeah oh, the hammer cold, steve austin was a game i remember came once and, yeah uh, yeah that was stone cold know. batista yeah yeah they, they come and right. promote a film and they give a little speech and was like <laughs> do that do that and actually i saw batista in 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 the week after in orlando airport and um I sort of went out up to talk to him, and it, he he genuinely enjoyed his time at West Ham. So there you go. Wow. Don't know if it's it's bullshit. Probably was, but um, yeah, yeah no, it's uh, and obviously yeah, the Hammerettes because um, Al fired bought them, didn't he? Um, and and yeah. bought them to Fulham, and uh, they became the Cravenettes. You know, massive. wait, so that was he bought the hammerettes yeah. the same he was at a game yeah the, he bought the same because they were called the london lights or something like that their official name and west ham sort of hired them i think as the hammerettes and it was west ham fulham and our fired saw 12 15 teenage middle age you know to middle-aged women dancing and thought i'll have some of that and bought and bought them and that's why we never the hammerettes and, and for a while we had like for a while we had like the um sort of uh, almost like the hammer it's light and it was like a younger kid yeah like you know sort of yeah. it was almost like when you have diversity and the younger version younger version was just not very good yeah because yeah, you didn't yeah. have any of the good ones because they were at fulham but, they were uh, fulham i can't imagine all these sort of like posh middle class fulham fans sitting there yeah it's of, uh, Ed, he didn't really care really did he it no no he didn't there was actually i remember it was like five years ago i saw a petition online like bring back the hammer it's <sighs> And I'm thinking that it might, it might be in the hammerettes behind it, to be Probably, honest. Yeah. From, uh, but yeah, definitely. I'm glad we ditched that. But uh, yeah, yeah, that was one of the things. I can't remember if that was the first game or it was a bit later. But um, again, like, like I said to you on the Twitter, like, that's the thing I said about this. Like, my memory is so bad. Oh, I'm crap. Like, I'm crap. It's I sit there, right? And there's Graham or Nicky or Ryan. I go, I remember when we played. You know, yeah. Notts County in the cup in nineteen ninety seven, and it was so and so scored, and it, and it was raining that day. And I'm like, yeah, you remember this? Like, I can't remember games from like two years ago. Like, I can't, I can't, I, I can, I have to remember the order we played the restart games in. I, I still, you know, I get confused. No, I'm, I'm yeah. rubbish. That's, that's, that's why. That's... We have, um, you know, old Kent Hammers, Kent Irons, rather. He's he's always fact checking everything I do, and so in about if I say anything wrong, he'll say actually in twenty, actually it was nineteen. <laughs> Brilliant, thank you. And that, and that yeah. <laughs> fair enough, you know. I'm I'm rubbish. I, I remember moments by football shirts. So it's like you know, I say, oh yeah, that's that was Dicanio. That was Dicanio. I remember that. Yeah, that was when he scored against Arsenal or something like that. Yeah. Rather than the seasons, they all just blur into one. To be honest. That's, yeah. Um, that's 
thing. It's, That's been a West Ham fan, really. You so much. There's so much there. There's so much to take on board that it's not surprising that people forget all the time. It helps uh, me doing this channel now has helped me remember the games a bit more because you have to talk about it so much. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Talking about it so much, it sort of puts it into your head. Whereas a lot of the time, you know, when you're younger, you go to the game, you maybe have a little bit of a chat in the pub afterward, but then it's sort of forgotten after that. And then you never really, you know, whereas on here, I'm having to break down the game a lot of the time. Yeah. So it sort of forced me. So some stuff, it's a bit better, but still it's not great in, with the recent stuff. But my first game, I, I can't remember. I, I think it might have been Ipswich or, or, or what. I can't remember exactly. I can't remember who scored. I know. I think we won. I think we scored a few, quite a few goals. But again, it's all hazy. So Yeah, I, I, I'm the same. I don't remember. I remember, my, I remember my first game just because it was a typical West Ham game in that we were playing. It was probably 90 two we was playing uh oxford united and i remember it vividly because oxford united scored after 30 seconds <laughs> and my granddad just turned to me and went that's it get used to it you got a whole lifetime of this and i didn't <laughs> believe him i never didn't believe him. we won the game five three i remember julian scored an absolute cracker but um you know it, it, that, it's just moments it's like moments like that just stick in my head or you know and, and stuff like that but yeah but it's, it's like I mean, some people have encyclopedic. I mean, the guy I do West Ham with, Martin Godlyman, he is like on the spectrum, bless him, with West Ham. He would say, you know, it's like if we're interviewing Jeff Pike or something at halftime, he'll say, I'll go onto YouTube and get 1979. He scored a second goal against uh, Coventry. He brought it off the, and he, he describes it to the minute detail. Wow. And it's like, I, I just, I, I'm, yeah, fair, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I, I don't know who he is. Oh, he scored that goal that he said there wasn't the goal against Man United. Oh yeah, I remember him. Yeah, but um, no, it's just it's just all funny games. But you must you must enjoy, you know. Since I mean, since you're doing the the whole West Ham fan TV, it's you know the whole West Ham experience has obviously taken over a different path for you because obviously you're doing not only are you sort of watching the game as a fan but then you're sort of watching it as sort of a presenter analyst as well because you have yeah. to then talk to the fact so you must sort of be more in depth with watching the game there it must be harder for you yeah you do and and that's the thing it's so hard because obviously you know you know when you're at the game and I, you know i know you watch it a different way because you're not in the seats now you know no, you're yeah, in yeah. the box or whatever but you probably remember when you're at the ground you know, you're watching the game, but then someone will talk to you, wouldn't? And they're talking about the game, but as you talk, you might miss something. And yeah. and and now, and, and it's like that now, but it's so hard because you do have to concentrate more because you mm. don't want to say something and then it's wrong. So you got to want to, you know, enjoy the game normally, but make sure that all right. So yeah, if I say he's had a bad game, I need to have back it up with yeah. well, what's this, this, and this, and this. I can't just say oh he was bad. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and it's so it's like that. So it's 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 difficult. It's definitely got its you know pros and cons because you mm. do sometimes you do miss of just being able to you know go out have a good few drinks before the game. Yeah go into the ground, just, yeah, soak it all in and watch the game and then go and have some pints afterwards. So it's, but at the same time, it is enjoyable because you get to meet so many other people and actually yeah. the, all the all the people that watch our channel, we get to, you know, chat with about the game and things like that. That's why I really do enjoy doing the watch-alongs, you know. I call mm. it like a, a therapy session because we all get to come together and yeah. people are in the chat and we're watching it and, and we're, we're all experiencing it together, the highs and lows. And, I do enjoy that because it does bring you closer to all these people like Australia and Thailand are watching it and stuff like that. And you can chat to them and mm. talk about the game. And 
So yeah, it's definitely always got its pros and cons. Yeah, it's just like doing this. I mean, since I've done this, it's like you talk to some incredible people all over the world, and I'm like, fucking hell, you know, like the guys from the Indian Hammers. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you know, I moan if I have to get a rail, you know, if I have to drive to Newby Park rather than go for yeah. Gidea Park because there's a rail yeah. placement bus. It's like fucking these guys have to like go through all these different VPNs and stuff just to watch this, just to watch a game. It's like absolutely yeah. mental. Yeah, like, get up early. Some of these people or drive oh, like to Las Vegas and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely it's... crazy, absolutely crazy. And I know what you mean about watching the game differently. I'm the because obviously I for the best part of probably 18 years I've been sat in a sound you know soundproof box really and so okay occasionally get to away games but not very often to be honest um so we started to go to the women's games at, um, at rush green it's probably about I don't know, no more than 10 minute drive from my house and i got really into it because and i was like shouting at the referee and my wife's like what are you doing i was like well he's, he's he was a foul throw was like i don't know i really don't know i just turned to this hooligan and there's only about, there's only about a thousand people there um but it was just like oh i just I, I had to go back and sit back in my box go back in your yeah. box and be quiet but yeah see i i'm a i'm like uh when i'm watching the game i'm a silent steward i oh, really yeah. stew on things like i'm like <laughs> that like i get tense and sometimes i shout but most of the time i'm like really tense and really quiet and i'm like yeah they mutter under my breath. I'm not one of the ones that I don't shout at too much. I mean, I've got a geezer behind me and he screams at everything. Oh, he's gonna, oh, you're gonna miss it, aren't you? You're gonna miss it. Why are you going? Yeah. And, but he's so negative. Like, literally, before the player kicks the ball, he's already <laughs> predicted they're gonna foul and he's screaming. And I'm like, oh, like, do I? It's like, the thing is, do I say something and make a difficult situation where we've got to sit together for like probably God knows how long? Yeah. Or do I just soak in and I just come every time I come so close, go, come on, come, come on, mate. Calm the down. Just come on, mate. Come on, mate. Yeah, yeah. But people see when you see me, you know, if you if you if you're near me, you see me, I'm like that. Yeah. I'm like, and I really get sure and I'm I'm internally I'm like, now and I'm taking and then I'll uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I'm like. I really build that bit of hold it inside <laughs> and build up, which is probably it's probably more healthy to shout out. You really get it probably. out, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're letting yeah. it out those emotions, but when you I'm really building up inside and trying to contain it, just he's yeah. probably your, your mate behind you has probably got a really sort of stressful job and he probably does the reverse and internalizes everything at work and it just <laughs> split i mean when you're a kid you love going football it's the only time you're really allowed to swear about getting a clip behind the ear and yeah. so although i remember once it was so far i remember once we took one of my brother's mates and it was for his first match and he was like he was laughing so obviously everyone's calling the referee a wanker and stuff and literally the whole crowd went quiet and he just stood up with wanker and everyone stopped <laughs> and went he <laughs> <laughs> just like oh play i remember that so vividly um uh, let's go and talk about 11 because um yeah, so the whole idea is everyone we get on the channel bar two people mr redknapp and mr bishop um have picked an 11 on the on on the on the channel so the idea is you pick an 11 of the, of the players well the only rule is you have to be alive to have seen them play that's it so we don't always all have the same 11 because you know it doesn't have to be the greatest it could be the worst it could be the we've had what did we have we had a uh, Corey from west ham uh, the west ham way channel do um mm. what was it the youngins the youngins 11 so not the youngins they've got to change that really at the name of it but people the teenage kicks we called it because they were they made their debuts when they were teenagers 
and it was nice, yeah, you yeah. know, we had Zavon and stuff. And then finally enough, next day, like today, I had Zavon, I interviewed Zavon as well. So it just sort of works quite nicely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so, and so, yeah, and it's great. We've had about, I think we've had about 155 odd guests. We've had over 200 different players have turned up. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it's, it's nice. It's nice because different yeah. ages and stuff like that. So, so for you, Dan, so for your 11. Yeah. Um, is there a theme? Or is it your best players, your favourite players? What 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 yeah. are you going to do? I mean, look, it's going to be very random this this eleven because I've just picked with players that I liked that I really yeah. like. Just players I like where sometimes they weren't the best players for that position Love or it. the best. I just I just liked them. Something about that player drew me to them, and I yeah. liked them. And funny thing is, Ryan was like, he goes, "Yeah, you've got to have seen them live." So I've picked <laughs> players that I've seen like in person. So they were certainly you know. Like say Julian Dix, right? I was like, I can't go Julian yeah. Dix. I think he finished. He finished with us in like '99, I think. He yeah. ended, which is I just was taking my first game, like probably just after he was, you know, he left. So, um, so I was like, I can't go Julian Dix. I mean, I'd have seen him on the telly. I, yeah. I thought it was, you had to see him in person. No, That's no, what no, 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 not at all. Not, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ryan stitching you up. No, it's it's basically because because I think saying that if you've seen them play live that obviously alienates the indian hammers because they he hasn't seen anyone live you know? so, so it's but it's you have to be alive to see them play yeah. the only reason is so you know you and me don't put in bobby moore jeffers yeah phil parks bonzo because they're, yeah, well, yeah, a they're, lot of people will be the same 11s when you get a very lot of repetition exactly as as gonzo once said to me about 10 people in he was like oh he's not gonna right you don't do more than 20 get boring um but it's but it isn't and, and he apologized so i give him that um right so it was yeah so you know because and everyone has slightly different players who are close to their heart and like me pete butler pete butler was like one of my one of my idols at west ham and <laughs> no other fuckers put me in the team but apart from the players who were around that yeah. time because he was like you know the water carrier type position so um right okay let's let's go for the dan 11 the lawless 11 let's, let's go in goal who have we got let's start easy in goal. okay in goal i've got rob robert green in goal mm. i've yeah, got yeah, for yeah. robert green um yeah he was one of that f- f- first keeper that i was really drawn to you know i used to sit behind the goal a lot you know so we used to always be singing you know greeno give us a wave on the uh trevor brooking end yeah, yeah. Uh, green wave and all of that and um you know he was he was good for us um and i was gutted when he left i was really gutted i remember all you know that's when i started getting into like the the online stories i think that was the early times internet and reading and oh yeah that you know i think it's qpr wasn't it that was yeah once pay me wanted more money and i was really uh upset when he left but um yeah i always like uh robert green and um i always enjoy singing it He'd come around and give us a wave and you'd be like oh look he waved at us like that's cool yeah. cool was that but that's why because i was right there sitting behind there when he played for us sitting behind the goal definitely yeah love love rob green and i, and I love I, I like really like rob because i just think he's like he never he never took himself too seriously he still doesn't you know but you know he's like <laughs> yeah, yeah, that he's like, thing with the, yeah um... the chelsea thing and he's, he's shameless haircut from yeah, wwe yeah. and you know even when he was playing he had england number six stitch on his on his glove didn't he um yeah. famously and i just i think he's great and he comes i mean I, he was on crouchy's podcast you know a few months ago brilliant absolutely brilliant you yeah. know and he's just, i remember um, wasn't it when he was in england with only the one for us he had that big howler didn't he yeah. um, when he was playing for us and i remember at the time being so upset for it i was like Me too. oh no like 
because so, it, um, it came on like a spate wasn't it it was a spate of england goalkeepers one after the other all made a howler and it was like you know i remember scott carson made a how you know everyone seemed to be making howlers and and green got the got the, got the jersey and it was the america it was the usa game wasn't it in the in the uh yeah. world cup and you're thinking oh because as a west Ham, because he was a west ham player you know you'd get stick from all your mates Oh, yeah, Rob Green or West Ham, that's why. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, and it's one of his, he's such an exposed position goalkeeper. You know, if you if a striker misses a shot, yeah, but a goalkeeper yeah. fucks up, that's it. He's done. Yeah, it, exactly. The mistake is as much bigger. So. It is. It is indeed. So that's why I think you have to can't take yourself too seriously. Right. Okay. Greeno's in. Um, go for the team as you want to, Dan. So whatever positions you want to go and talk for. All right. Then, all right. So uh, I'll go left back. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so left back, I've gone for Stuart Pearce. Oh, nice. Um, I like players with a bit of with a bit of an edge to them, you know, a bit of yeah. A, I like them players, a bit of an art man sort of yeah. edge. And I mean, he weren't like Julian Dix of art man, but you know, he, he was a tough left back. You Very know, tough. Yeah, he was. He was a tough player, you know. And obviously, you now he's come back and he's still got he's still got that personality about him. He's still yeah, you know, got that fire to him and that oomph. And um, yeah, I've, I've always liked him, you know, and he's. One of those players, like I said, who's just someone that you enjoy watching for those reasons rather yeah. than like his flair or something. You enjoy just seeing him, you know, sticking in the crunchy tackle. Or and something. you know, he's going to put a shift in as well, someone like Piercy. And, you know, you've had a 37 or whatever. I mean, again, that was, a, that was, we had like a convey about, didn't we, of like <laughs> left backs who were coming to the end. We had Stuart Pierce and we had obviously yeah. Nigel Winterburn before we after him. Well, that, um, that was... But he won the hammer of the year, didn't he, Piercy, that year? The yeah, year yeah. And, and the thing is, he was, you know, in England international, you know, and um, that was the times when I think the time when I really, really got into um, like football for me. Yeah. So it started to get to, it was like the Euro 96, right? Sure. The Euro 96 was, um, and then the World Cup after that, the 98, well, so those two times, you know, um, it really starts to pick up. And so, that's where England became a little bit more on my radar. So seeing yeah. like, you know, this England international, um, you know, it was quite cool. Um, you know, he was Definitely. a name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 And it's, as I said, it's great that he's back. I think he's absolutely brilliant. I just think, yeah. I just think, you know, I, I, I just think certain players work better with a, being scared of the coaching staff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's like, we've had, you've had like village blessing was like quite, wants to be everyone's mate. And yeah, he was passionate, but passionate as a fan rather than, you know, you, you didn't think he was going to rip shreds out of people. Um, yeah. Whereas, and even Pellegrini, you know, I could never see him. And even if he did, it, it just something about him. But, yeah. you know, now we've, we've Moisey, we've, we've, we've Kevin, with Stuart Pierce, with Alan Irvine, they can all dish it out. You've heard them all the touchline. And um, I'd be, if I, if, I, if it was half time and I was, you know, I don't know, anderson or lanzini i hadn't put a shift in or i hadn't yeah. done it going you i'd be shitting myself going half time yeah exactly and that's it with with pearson though and two players as players had leadership abilities exactly, for yeah. them, you know what i mean and people would players would respect them you know especially like you know no lot of players i've seen respecting Nolan and um, oh, definitely yeah so definitely. no it's, it's, it's good um all right it's so true. let's go to uh let's go center back sure uh i want to say let's go for center backs so i've gone winston reed Oh, um, love, love Winston Reed. Uh, yeah, he's. I mean, it, it's sort of not ended ideally. Well, I mean, it's not ended yet. I don't think he's, he's sort of playing for. Well, he played the other day. Yeah, he played for Seattle. 
the other day. Then he turned, he was I saw he started. And it was his first game he started for. Yeah, but he's still under contracts, isn't he? At West Ham, yeah. he's still it's tenth yeah. year. Technically, yeah, he's testimonial. Yeah. Exactly. So I would love to see him get a testimonial, you know, and he, he scored some important goals, maybe the most important goal, yeah. one of the most important goals, that final goal. And that, you know, that goal when that went in, it was just the emotion. It was one of the yeah. best feelings ever. Like, it's so hard to describe it. It was just he scored oh, that yeah. goal. And it, he gave me, like, one of the best moments in football. Yeah, I was there with my mum. And it was just something else. And but yeah. even you know, even before that, I remember when he used to get he was linked with the likes of Arsenal and and team like that. He was he was exceptional for us and I think the um injuries at the end just you know it's happens that's, in it with us. That's the, uh, yeah, that's the thing, and that's the sad thing. And um, he always seemed like you know, a player of his if he's head screwed on, he was very serious. His interviews were hilarious, the way he used to talk, he always made me laugh. He's <laughs> His, his voice would go up and he, sort of up at the end and the inflections. Like, eh, yeah, well, it's because he was obviously a Kiwi, but he played in Denmark for a lot of his career. So he's always going to be quite, you know, just not monotonous. That's the wrong word, but he's not going yeah, to have the passion. He's not going to have the passion yeah. of a James Collins, you know, like a Welsh Lionheart type thing. You know, he's yeah. not He's, he's not going to have that. But his you, personality right. never really came across in no. the post-match interview. But on the pitch, I'd say it did. And uh, yeah. he seemed like someone who was, he was a tough guy, not someone to mess with. And um, yeah, honestly, like really um, look back with, with fondness of Winsbury. So hopefully they can give him at least some sort of send off and not just quietly just sell him off. Yeah, we'll uh, see. We'll see. So, uh, right, who's next, man? Right, the other centre back. I've gone for a player that was probably one of the, the early players that I really sh- took to, and that's uh, Thomas Repka. Yes, uh, Repka. He's another. Like, when I just, you know, as a kid, when I see him, you think like this geezer's hard. This is <laughs> hard. Like, this guy, just the just the look of him, and when you see him play. You just think, geez, I would not want to be, you know, against this bloke. He's scary, wasn't he? He was just scary, yeah. but he just seemed to be. I don't know, Thomas. He was just like one of those players. You just, yeah. I thought he's. I mean, you're similar to Stuart Pearce. You know, he's like a hard man, and and where, but where, where Pearce he had that sense of consciousness. You think, you know, he's he's going to go, but you know, he'll just calm down in five minutes. I, yeah. I, Thomas Repka, I just like saw him like as, as a Tasmanian devil. You know what I mean? <laughs> just absolutely go completely apeshit, everyone. Yeah, the the unpredictability like, of it. Yeah, that's because, yeah. He, he was like that. And uh, I mean, obviously, look, he's he ended up having a bizarre story in him, very West Hamish. He was like prostituting yeah. his wife or something or other or yeah. whatever that was about. And just crazy. And um, But yeah, he was one of them early players. I was like, yeah, this is my guy, Repka. <laughs> that was the like, I think I never, I never had. Um, I don't think I had like you know. I never had a, a new West Ham shirt anyway to get the names on the back. So yeah. a lot of shirts was like it was hand me down shirts. But if I did, his name at the time would have been the name I got on the back of sure. the t shirt. Yeah, so it was a big rep. Yeah. Big and he rep loved the club. Yeah, I mean, you know, he bawled his eyes out when when he left. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, just shows how much the club meant to him. And you're right. He's 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 his career or his life post retiring is more West Ham than when he was playing. You know, as you said, prostitute is why I think he, um, I think, I think he tried to, I think he sold a hire car. He used to get hire cars and sell them like, right, as, like for cash. And know, it's crazy. We had another player, didn't we? You had a crazy story. You faked his own kidnapping. Who was that again? Um, it was uh, Savio. Savio, yeah, that it was, was our, it. it was our top, you know, it was our, we'd spent was it nine or ten million something out on him, 
and uh, he faked his own, faked his own. Uh, but wasn't he? Yeah, he was playing in. Oh, he was playing somewhere random, isn't he? Like somewhere yeah. sort of a random place, and uh, faked his own kidnap for the ransom money. But uh, unbelievable! Yeah. <laughs> Good old West Ham, you know. Yeah. Typical. <laughs> was that just that crazy period where we had just some really randomly crazy signings? And I love that period. It's brilliant. Absolutely. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, for all the wrong reasons, um, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so right back. I'm not yep. sure if if anyone else would have picked this, but I've gone for Guy Demel. Oh, solid. Um, yeah, really, just a player that I just like because he just he always seems to have a smile on his face. He just seemed like just a genuinely nice bloke, you know. And yeah, he he was there when I really, you know, the, it's like every year I got older. I got more, like more into football. Like I, when you're yeah. younger, you have so many distractions and so many interests and so much going on. And then the older you get, like the more you can focus on it and you can go right. And your life gets a little bit more stable. And he was yeah. a time when I, you know, I was going there a lot and used to see him and I'll never forget when um, I, I was outside, you know, when you're outside and you have the, the kids uh, queuing up, trying to get their autographs and their for cars. The, for the, the railings. Yeah. Hands the railing. And I remember he was there, and I, I think it was they were shouting out um, a beaner at him. I think it was a beaner. <laughs> I started there to say, like, a beaner, a beaner, a beaner, autograph. And he's going, no, 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 Demel. He's <laughs> like, it's Demel. I was like, oh, okay, shouting out a beaner. And I just remember he was so oh, a gentleman a about yeah, it. A beaner was like, but he was about sort of two foot nothing, weren't he? And Guy Demel was just like, yeah. a, like, and t- like a big muscle. He was just huge, but yeah, oh, yeah. brilliant. It was, Demel. yeah. He was so nice about it. He was like, oh, no, no, and he still signed their thing. And was he was he was lovely and um, yeah, just such a likable player. So yeah. he was someone who and it's such a, that right back position has been such a problem for us for so long. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, it's just one of those positions that even to this day, you know, we've had a problem with. So it's yeah. not there's not really many sort of in that area you can list off like he was like yeah, exceptional exceptional players but yeah he was definitely one you wouldn't say like oh yeah he remembers the all-time west ham best you know squads if he was going for quality but i liked him he's your yeah him. he's your right back exactly he's yeah your right back. And that's, the, exactly. that's the thing it's people like that and and that's what we like you know because you get people who you know as you said, people like Guidamel who would be lost in the sands of time if it wasn't yeah. for, for you know a two-minute chat about him today, or I don't know, like yeah, Jonathan Spector for those that that sort of five-minute half a game when he played against for Man's against Man United, and then no yeah. one ever saw him from then on. And uh, that's what I love about this show because you just get like, some really random. But yeah, Guy, solid right back. You're right, right back. We haven't done well. I hope Ben would be. Yeah, he looks. I he looks he good. He, he, yeah, he does look good. I think it's just where he's still young. Um, yeah. I think he still needs that. He needs still needs time. I think it will develop into a into a solid right back. I just think you know we had the time we signed Byram and he, he looked good and was injured. Signed right. Fredericks yeah. injured. Um, we had that time where we had to make Antonio and uh, we had yeah. Tompkins in there first. We had to yeah, put him in. Yeah. Then we sold him and he did all right. And then we can put Antonio there and we had Joey O'Brien for a long time and uh, yeah, it's been a mad. Yeah, position. It's, it's not. Yeah, it's not a great list. <laughs> <laughs> when you yeah, exactly. like that, it's a very make-do list, and it's even like you can see. You can I know there was the whole stuff with Ngaki and stuff, and you know, and everyone was saying, "Oh yeah," because people see Johnson as you know, you know. But it's like you see Johnson, you go, 
I can see why he just has a he's a right back, but he's got a bit about him. You know, he's got a bit of presence about him. He's not like Ngaki. I thought you know a wind, a bit you know a strong wind would blow him over. He seemed quite a tiny guy, and um, now fullbacks are just as big as the centre backs now. Good fullback, you know. So yeah, um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, geez him, geez him. Who's next, man? Um, Midfield, right? So in the midfield, yeah. uh, let's see. Got... Yeah, so I've gone four four two. By the way, nice. just because nice. it's easier. It's just easier. <laughs> um, I'll get this one out. So I've I've got Martin Noble, of course. Um, of course, West Ham boy, local boy. Um, yeah. Been with us, you know, one of our highest appearance makers. You know, he's up there, which is in a, in a in an era where it's hard to get that many appearances at a football yeah. club. You know, at a time where it really is hard. You know, back in like. Billy Bond's days and Lampard Senior's days. I mean, still massive, massive achievements, but it's today, it's just so different where yeah. you just couldn't. Like, you're never going to get someone who makes nearly 800 appearances for a football club. Anymore. No, no, of course not. Uh, of course it's, it's just, just the, the way they go. If you get three years out of a play, you've done well. Yeah. You know, or a manager, so, you've done well for three years. Yeah, you know, but it. it's, um, yeah, you it's know, like and, when, when you interview the older guys, the older players, and, you know, they talk about, I think when you interview Tony Gow, he said literally every year he was there bar one was testimonial year. Um, and, yeah, that's that was the nature of football. You stayed for a club for a prolonged amount of appearances and, yeah. uh, and time. Don't happen no more. And, um, yeah, I think Martin needs to get, was it 5.0? I think 5.05 he goes up goes on with Vic Watson and so he gets you know so it's like the next yeah. jump to get into yeah. a fair play and team, he's you know. not far from the from getting to our one of our all-time top goal scorers in the Premier League like he's Mentally. gaining on yeah. he's, he's I think he's gaining up there and so is Antonio as well Antonio's up getting up there he's gaining on Paolo so next season he could go above Paolo <laughs> Um, how, how does that work? You know, how, I mean, no, yeah. no disrespect to Antonio, but he doesn't know what he's going to do after time, let alone yeah. the defenders. Yeah, but it's like someone. Like look how many players we've had between Paolo and Antonio, right? And no one's come along to. It's, it just well, that, was the, it up. that was the start that came out when when he because obviously he hit with that goal at Man United when he hit you know when they gave him the court, the penalty where everyone was like, what the fuck's going on here? Um, um, and that yeah, was his tenth goal, wasn't it? And, yeah. um. Apparently, the last person who did 10 goals in the Premier League was Colton Cole. And then before that was Ian Wright. And it's like, fucking hell. You know what I mean? It's, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. You talk about a 20-goal strike season. 10. 10 will do. Yeah, tw- Then we work yeah. up. Let's start at 10 as a base. Yeah. And then we'll see what we can do. But, it's um, mad. It is madness. So, But, yeah. So, yeah. Might, might, might know, but, obviously, penalty yeah. specialist, um, you know, since... Since Julian Dix, you know, he's, he's carried that torch and he's been brilliant. You know, one of the probably the best penalty takers in the league. One of them. And um, wasn't, it, wasn't the stat where he was like the third best in world football? So, or second yeah, best in so. world football. Was best, yeah, world. yeah, I think it was Lewandowski or someone that was 95. Oh, Kent, Kent Hammers will tell, Kent Eyes will tell me what it was in a minute in the description, but it was like 94 and then Mark was like 92 and then still below like Messi and stuff. So, when obviously, when Messi comes to West Ham, He'll Martin yeah. Noble will be, will be taking the penalties clearly because he's a better player. Yeah. Yeah. Messi can win the penalties, Mark Noble will take. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. That sounds yeah. like the plan. But uh, yeah, I mean, we did Mascherano, we did Mascherano and Hayden Mullin. So yeah, exactly. You've got to know your place, Messi, if you want to come to West Ham. <laughs> Mark Noble's the penalty man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, someone's done someone's done his um did the it was on Twitter I saw today someone did the um his when his last farewell speech yeah. thing or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. It's brilliant. I've spoken to Lanzini, he says I might get ahead of Antonio in the starting line. Yeah. 
brilliant. Lanzini, he's got to try Lanzini. He might, if, listen, if he puts a word in, then build Lanzini a statue. If Lanzini pulls up, build him a statue. That's all I'm saying. I mean, yeah. He gets messy in this football club. Same Zabalat is gone now, isn't it? Because he could have helped us out as well. Yeah, Zab. exactly. exactly. Carlo, Maybe he could still put a word in. Exactly. Tevez like, loves West Ham. It's the only club he'll come to in Europe, apparently. And so... Yeah. Just saying, the, the pieces are starting to come together. There's yeah, a reason and, why we got rid of Hugo, it's to make space. Yeah, and that's it. And maybe, just maybe, I might end up squeezing out another player and put him in my Amazon 11. You don't know, Messi. Maybe you can. It's a tough list to compete with. <laughs> we'll have to do it all over again, won't we? Like in the season. Yeah. Messy, 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 messy. Yeah. Yeah. This is the, the, the you've got to compete with the names of like Demel and, uh, you know, Rep, you know, some, Read some off. top caliber. Yeah. You know, I, I can't reveal some of the other names that are coming up, but yeah, no it's spoilers, a please. Messy. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. but yeah, I mean, Noble, exactly. Noble as well is another one. I mean, like I said, every manager has picked him. Uh, totally. But he, he's dealt mm. with a lot of criticism from the fans. And I think he's, he's just one of them players who I think is underrated. You know, he's yeah. one of them players. And I just think he, a lot of players, when they go, oh, you're the Spanish Mark Noble and this, it's just very, it's just, I just it's become one of them online things. All right. And it's, yeah, yeah he's not David Silva, but. Mm. I mean, he, he works hard. He has got he has got ability. You know, like I said, he, maybe he's not up there with David Silva, but sometimes you can see him take players on, and he'll surprise, pull something out, and you go like, "Oh, where did that come from?" You know, yeah, and yeah. you know, back when he's younger days, he could he could he had a good shot on him. He yeah, he did. And shot. and this sort of weird number ten role he's playing. I mean, if you told him, you know, whenever it was five hundred appearances ago, that it'll be five hundred games in playing a number ten role. Yeah. <laughs> so the first thing, like, what the fuck's going on here? It, it, but it, it sort it, of works. People, yeah, when people write him off, it's when he comes out yeah. and goes, ah, like, I'll show you, I've still got it. Like, yeah, people yeah, have been yeah. saying his legs are gone for like the past oh. four or five years. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, mad. Yeah. It's so, yeah, yeah massive him. respect. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, the other player I'm going for in midfield is another player who I, I feel should have been a captain at this club. I still sometimes forget that he wasn't a captain. Uh, one of my favourite all-time players, Scott Parker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely loved Scott Parker um, at this club. He was just one of those players that, you know, he'd give it all. He had he had that leadership and, um, you know, he was a hammer of the year. Um, I think he was three years, not three years three running, years around, yeah. yeah. Tells, you, tells you everything you need to know about mm. the guy. Absolutely gutted. Honestly, when he went to Tottenham, it was like a knife in my heart. Really, yeah. Uh, I saw a Tottenham, someone I knew at work who was a Tottenham fan and the smug look on his face and I was just so oh it was it was painful. It was absolutely painful. But yeah, I just just one of those players and who always come off like the ultimate professional. Mm. Uh and the fact well it used when the fact that he wasn't a manager, uh manager the captain. captain yeah, I think yeah. it was um Upson, Upson was, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, what, why is Upson the captain? Mm, like, yeah. it made no sense why you would have Upson as a captain no. over Parker. Weird, I it still was weird don't get it to this day. Yeah. Uh, and maybe if he was captain, he might have had a bit. I know he left a lot of time was England, but sometimes you have a bit more of a stake at the club and you feel a bit more of a, you know, yes. you know yeah, a bit more responsibility. So, I'm not saying it definitely 100 would have kept him, but just give him that little extra stake in the club. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm glad, and I'm it's great. I mean, it's great that he's you know 
obviously he'll be there at the stadium might not be fans when he comes back with Fulham but um no I think he's great and he just he's just a classy bloke isn't he even that as a manager he's a class you know obviously you know he did that that speech which became a meme of you know and put the streets on which is that was was perfect it went went so well it's sort of like going home having a Chinese yeah but it just came from the heart and he's like Mm. do you know what one I'd like him one day. Oh, I would yeah. like him, I think, as West Ham. Just because I think he's I just think he's he he holds himself really well. Um I lo- I do like a manager in a tracksuit on the touchline, I'll be honest. But really? but but then I like Parker Parker just looks smart. You know, he doesn't look yeah, like he's yeah. he looks like he should be wearing a nice a nice polo top and some nice trousers. You know what I mean? Where you know sometimes sometimes you know Moisey would be in a tracksuit and yeah, okay. And then sometimes if we're playing a, a good team, it'll be shirt and tie, you know, just because he yeah. knows he's playing Guardiola. Parker would always be doesn't matter about the opposition, he'll always be turned out in a nice. It was funny, I was completely off topic, but I was watching the Champions League final and both managers had tracksuits, and you're like, it's the Champions League <laughs> final. Come on, if there's any real time to wear a suit and tie, it's the Champions League final. They're both wearing jogging bottoms. It's like the guys who used to. It's like the guys who used to play Championship Manager, and they'll be in the cup final, and they'll dress up in their in their bedroom in a shirt and tie because it's the cup final. You know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> that's a, that's a whole level of commitment to that game. Yeah, it's it's so yeah, but no, Parker, absolutely yeah. honestly, he was one of the players I, I love to bits at that. Favorite player at the time at that period, so had to put him in there as much as it hurt that he led. There's a few, there's I've got a few in here that sort of left sort of under painful circumstances. Mentioned, yeah, a few players that I loved and they they hurt me. And Robert Green and Scott Parker, yeah, were, were two of those. And I've got, um, yeah, more in there, so well, yeah, the Just next painfuls, one, yeah, go on, yeah, is, speaking of pain, I mean, this one I really <laughs> debated about putting this one in there. Yeah. Um, and I, so I imagine a lot of person, people have put this guy in there. Um, but I put Payet in there yeah. because just just because, and I was still annoyed at, at how it ended and all of that sort of stuff. But he did just give me like such good memories and such a happy time totally. of, of, of watching West Ham and just the actually bring that excitement back to the club where it'd been like you know we'd had we'd had, we'd had the Big Sam years um, and you know I'm not I'm not too it's down on here. Big Sam. Like, you know, I think he did a good job, but it yeah. weren't that exciting. I mean, he, his last year, the first half of the season, he played some good football, but we, we never got that real, we never had someone who could really get you out of your seat. Or no, we had, we, had, we had Stuart Downing in the top of the diamond. That was, that was, that, that was like was the extent. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, Pye, yeah, as much as I, I wasn't going to put him in, I thought, you know what, he just did give me those good memories and then memories you'll always have. I do think there, there isn't a reason that fans, we need to talk about him every day on social media and go like, I remember part. It's like, all right, I, I get it. Like, but he's gone, yeah, yeah. he's gone. He's gone. Like occasional, like once in a blue moon or whatever you can bring up. Yeah, oh, a throwback it's, Thursday or whatever. Yeah. A few goals. It's every year, but every time he does something in his life, it becomes West Ham <laughs> news. Like, oh, Pirates, ill. Pyatt's done this. Pyatt's got, yeah, got done COVID, that. yeah. Yeah, he scored this goal for, for Marseille, and it's like, what has that got to do with West Ham? <laughs> um, so, yeah, he'll, 
he won't go down as like if I was to say, what's your favourite players? He wouldn't go as a player in terms of like loving the player because yeah. I think that's definitely soured. But a player that I'm just still thankful for those those great memories and just gave me such a fantastic time of, of watching football, regardless of how it ended. So I kind of had to put him in. You have to, you have to. I mean, he was, and you know, and he. I've said it before on the, on the show, like there. We've never, in my lifetime, maybe Decano to some extent, but everyone I know, I know, all my Tottenham friends, Arsenal friends, United friends, they all wanted Piatt in their team. They were all it was it was always in their fantasy football league teams. Always shitting themselves when they played West Ham, and we had like the best, you know, realistically the best player in the league that yeah. year. And when's that? When, when have we ever had a Ballon d'Or nominee? You know, fucking never. Yeah, you know, exactly. and it's just like. Just to the just to the privilege of watching him play in a claret and blue shirt, um, he wouldn't have made that season. Up, that that season would have been trash if he wasn't yeah. really there. If, if he didn't say, get injured, we probably would have got top four. If he got injured yeah, that every totally. game and um, took him out for a while, and yeah. yeah, I think we did we did well to to get the points we did. But yeah, we, we could have got top four, and it's yeah, it's a shame. Who knows if if we did? But just... yeah. It's it ended the way it ended. We, we love an as if as a West Ham fan, you know. It's like what you know when we had a when we, when we had Harry on, we were talking about the golden generation, and he sort of declared that if he'd kept them all, we'd have won the Premier League. Yeah, we probably would have. We probably would have won the Premier League, but we didn't, and so we can talk about it because they weren't together. So it's like you know we we like to daydream. You know, what if Payet was there, we would have been top four. What if I don't know. Winston reading get injured and you know it, it's always what yeah, yeah exactly exactly uh, that's what we love well i mean that sort of perfectly segues into my next oh, player nice. one of them players that we sort of we sort of lost due to the relegation yeah uh, back in the day um trevor sinclair oh lovely trev i've gone um i i absolutely love trevor sinclair yeah me um, too you know, he's. I think even say he's always come up. He's always come across as like a top bloke, um, quality player. Um, you know, still loves the club. Still talks about the club. It does yeah. Um, you know, obviously he's one of these. He's 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 divided like between like Celtic, West Ham, and Man City. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, he he absolutely loved West Ham. He was part at that time. He was there at a time when it was you know a good time for to, to great fun. Yeah, great time to watch West Ham, and you know he still has that that iconic assist for the uh, the Decanio. Yeah, he'll always be on Premier League, you know, highlights and stuff because of that, exactly for that that get cross. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. He was a versatile player, and I just think, um, yeah, I had to put that put that in there. And it's a good. I think I've had a mix from a few different eras, you know, through my time. Yeah, of, nice. of, watching West Ham going to West Ham and yeah I thought I put him in and when you said that for that perfectly segues you know and that I know he, he, he weren't one of the obviously players that came from our academy but he was there in that time and we sort of yeah lost out because of that and you just think if we just didn't go down if we just stayed up yeah. you know what we could have what we could have done the players we had same as like when you look at obviously the the first playoff uh where we lost to Palace um yeah that was Mark Carrick's last game um we have one goal away from sort of going up and then Carrick may well have stayed and we would have been up you know it, it's all sliding doors that's what I love about West Ham it's all because we haven't won anything it's all sliding doors and what ifs and if this had not happened, the domino effect and the butterfly effect you know and that's what I love and, and Trevor I mean you know I always remember my, my granddad Goresi so he um he, his eyesight was going 
and we were like we had like front we were like front row of the centenary upper in the family we had really good seats but he couldn't see anything really and you talked about sort of abina and, and demel that was my granddad anyone who did anything good in the west ham shirt he was black so it was <laughs> trevor sinclair could have been shaka but uh, yeah trevor sinclair, only bloody player on the pitch yeah he's playing in goal as well granddad yeah and he's six yeah, foot yeah. Seven, he's six foot nine and he's from and he's from trinidad and tobago yeah that's the one yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, Trevor's a lovely bloke. And he's just followed me on Twitter. Ah, nice. Get in there. Get it's in there. there. Might be a mistake. And because um, yeah. now I'm going to bombard him with DMs until he comes get on. Get him yeah. on. Get him on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Trev's in. Who's next, man? Uh, per- Trevor's there. Obviously, perfectly segues into yes. the next player. He's, he's Again, it goes from Trevor all to the Canio. Just like just like this. I had to put him in there. Look, we talked about Pyatt being one of them players that got you excited and mm. made you excited to watch. He was the the man, the Canio. Like he was the man. He was one of his players. Unbelievable ability, but he had that personality that just draws you at West Ham. Like we love players like that with a bit of arrogance. He was just a bit mad. Um uh, you know, unbelievable. So that he, he just both of those combos. He was that player that we love to see, that flair player. But he was a bit of a bastard. He was a bit crazy. He was a bit. I mean, you didn't know what he was going to do after time, um, and he could just pull off just absolute magic out of nowhere. Yeah, he was box office worthy. He was yeah. the type of guy that you know, and it was that era, and it was just that era where anything happened. And you know, if you when was it? Uh, 14 years ago, you were Saturday and you were going to watch West Ham v Bradford City and you're thinking, oh, fucking hell, it's going to be like, we're probably going to lose this game. And then you have a game you still talk about 14 years later and yeah. just had everything, had like a mate, you know, and it was like, and then Paolo, it was the full gamut of Paolo, the personality. Yeah. It was the perpetuousness. It was yeah. the the sort of and it was like the when the, when they all start when he was i remember he was on the, you know sitting on the touchline didn't want to play and then like it was like a soap opera you know Palo. it was like yeah. energizing him like some sort of superhero wasn't it and he's like yeah. i will play on and then yeah <laughs> yeah that's and it was the love that he he gave back you know to the fans and to the totally. club and you could see it and he just it was just a club where it was just the perfect connection you know and he didn't want to leave yeah. he he wanted to stay and yeah. And it today to this day, you know, he still he, he still loves the club. He still talks about the club. He's got the tattoo, and uh, you know, I went to see him uh, embarking when he did that uh, night, and um, yeah. unbelievable, you know, charisma and he, the stories he tells, and yeah, really. And everyone's really- and every. The thing is, everyone's got a, a Paolo story. I mean, I mean, we had Nicky told us a story about the barking thing and um, about Paolo being all nicely dressed up. And he said, Oh, I always dress up for my family or something like you know, yeah, all these sort of <laughs> stories. Then we've had we had um, John Joe and Gary Herman on, and he invited them to Swindon. And he was in the manager's office in Swindon at the county ground, they just lost, I think. And he spent two three hours with john joe in his office opening his drawer full of west ham memorabilia you know clipping <laughs> pictures this is not this is swindon you're at swindon now um yeah. another guy mick clifford he's he, he talks about paolo um he was interviewing him waiting for him to do it he was it was a cup game he was harry said he weren't picked so he went to the training ground to interview him and he was in the car pissing down with rain and all we could hear was the paolo de canio song but someone whistling it for about 40 minutes continually and then paolo walks out 
with a, with a with his towel around his shoulders it was him he was whistling his own song in the shower <laughs> for 40 minutes in the pouring rain it's like absolutely you know but um, oh it's mental yeah he, it's my mine would be obviously at that event we yeah. all took pictures we always got to take a picture of him right yeah. and uh i remember i was like i was i was heavier then i was about like 14 stone which is for me it was heavy so i was probably my heaviest and um <laughs> i took this picture with him i take this picture of him but i'm like i'm sort of my chin is down so like you can see like big double chinage right going on <laughs> at the time so i get the picture i take a picture of him I go and print it out and I I, I get it and um I look at it, I go, oh my gosh, I look terrible. Like, no, 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 I've got to I've got to get this picture retaken. I've got to get it retaken. I go back around and I'm like, listen, you gotta you gotta take the picture again to the to the to the photographers. And he's like, he's like, what what? And I'm like, yeah, like look, I said I look like I said I look like a fat lunch in this picture. <laughs> to, the, to the photographers and the guy's like that's how you look and Paolo's like like laughing and and anyway so he retook it so I've got two copies I've got a copy where I'm like this and then in the second one I was like that I was like yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. take perfect. it like that perfect yeah, yeah. Oh. oh that's awesome I love it good old yeah, Paolo so I sort of tilted my chin up a bit you see I'm a bit bigger <laughs> It's uh, yeah, one of those. I don't know where the uh, the other. Oh, here it is. Oh, you got the other one. Yeah, I've got the other one. The before and after. Yeah, there. <laughs> I, can't believe, I can't believe I'm actually showing this. This is one I thought would never see the light. Oh, there you go. I kept it. I kept it. It's like um. So there you can see. Look at the oh, double chin. Yeah, well, I can't really speak, but yeah, yeah, yeah no, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, like, you see it at the time. It was bad, so I, I took that. <laughs> And I was like, nah, I I'm can't have that. that. So I went oh, back brilliant. and took it again and yeah, lifted the chin <laughs> a bit. <laughs> I love it. And then I, I was happy with it. Oh, so it was, it was gracious, Paolo. Oh, um, I love him. And in love fact, him. The, the second time he had a bit more of a smile on his face, actually, oh. because I think he was still laughing at just what the whole situation. Yeah. He looks more serious there. So really, I've got a better picture. I think of you've got him. Better, yeah, you've got a much better picture, more friendly. It paid off, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, they was. I was not having it. I was not having it. Especially all. like you know, it's once in a lifetime really opportunity isn't it, to meet him. <laughs> yeah, I thought I might it's never. Like, God, yeah, you know, yeah, I'll be the same. I, you know, it's it's like my wife. You know, when she's, I, I mean, I, I like to be like a one shot person. You know. <laughs> Take a picture, done, you know. But like you take a picture and you've got to take like 20 and your wife just goes through them and goes, nah, take another one. Oh, fuck's sake. Yeah. And I take like 30 pictures, you know. No, I'm blinking. Or it's, yeah. Oh, it really winds me up. Um, But obviously it's one shot with Paolo, you know, because you've got, there's probably a massive queue after you as well to do it. And, yeah. uh, oh, good blessing. All right, man. But Paolo's in. Who's next? Who's the last The last piece? All right. Best of last. All right, so from Paolo, we're, we're up in it now. We're going up a level. Me you ask yourself. No, so, I wouldn't say it wasn't ever given. You know, we've gone a bit higher than that. You know, I like to think, really think better than, better than, you know, you, you've got gone up a level. And uh, this player for me, one of my favorites of all time, Bobby Zamora. Yeah. Oh, the Z man. Had to, had to put him in there. Absolutely love Bobby Zamora. Um, one of those players, you know, local boy. I went to went to uh, school in Manor Park, where you know where I'm from. Yeah. 
like local lad, West Ham fan, scored some really important goals in our promotion um, campaign, you know, and um, yeah, he was just one of those players who, I mean, look, when you look back, he, you know, for, for West Ham, he scored quite a few goals for a West Ham striker. Yeah. If yeah. you look at it compared to like, <laughs> you know, other teams, you might look at his goal scoring record and go, that's not that much. Yeah. You know, and, but for us, it was, it's, it's it back, back, already, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, at that time you feel like as a West Ham fan, being you know, you're like it feels like he's scoring every week, even though he didn't. But it just seemed that way because of how you know West Ham. The way but he sort of did. I remember the, when we went up, and I remember at least for about at least the first for the first six weeks, he was top goal scorer in the Premier League. I'm pretty sure, but I don't yeah. remember him actually scoring like a clean goal. It was always like he just it was he came off his ass, his back, a reflection, yeah. and you just need that bit of luck. But yeah, but he was just like yeah, and obviously you know he, he scored the goals. Yeah. He took us up. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. And he scored. Um, I think he scored against Arsenal, didn't he? Up to beat when we beat Arsenal. Yeah, that's we hardly ever beat Arsenal, right? And I always had a bit of a chip on my shoulder, you know, because the thing is, you know, being from East London, you know, I knew people that supported Arsenal. I used to say, yeah. You're from East London, why are you supporting a North London team? Like, and it used to yeah, really yeah. wind me up, you know, and it was all glory hunters. Um, and we hardly ever beat them, so to for him to, you know, help us score a goal, help us beat Arsenal, I was here you know, buzzing and. Yeah, he just always came across like a you know great bloke. You know, still yeah. still talks well at the club. And like I said, West Ham fan. And that was that period where we had like him, Harewood, and yeah. <laughs> Oker, and some, uh, uh, and um, yeah, top, top yeah, we, had, we had a good bunch. And I mean, was that was that the Arsenal game where where uh, he basically tore Campbell a new one, and Campbell had to go off at half time with he he lost his brain. He lost his he mentally like. That switched off at half time or something like that, I think. And uh, yeah. <clears throat> I like Z man, he got loves him, his, yeah, loves his fishing as well, loves his fishing, yeah. And he's he's uh, he, he's someone like who, um, yeah, I think could go into go into coaching and stuff like that. And well, I mean, there's a whole bunch of them in it that now, you know, you've got you know, she says you've got you've got Colton there now, you've got. We, we, we interviewed Zavon the other day. Obviously, Zavon's under 14 coach. You know, you've got, I mean, Conch was there. He's now, was it Billericke now? Um, you know, I know Marlon does a lot of tra- coaching. Anton does a lot of coaching, you know, for their, yeah. their various companies and things like that. But you think there's a nice, there's a, there's a really nice nucleus of players there who could, who could, you know, and I think, I think when I was interviewing Zavon, every, we went through every sort of age group. There is a West Ham former first team player in the team in the in the setup, which is quick, which I think is so. When you think we talk about it that way, it's really encouraging because I think you know we talk about Mark Noble and Mr West Ham. You know, maybe a season, maybe a season half left. He's probably got maybe before he retires, and you think and then there's a huge void for having a West Hammy person in the team. You know, and so yeah, and they're players that do, that love the club. You know, even before working, yeah. you know, they left always talks positively about the club and always you know Zavonize is one I know he's always he always followed West Ham and yeah. kept up and um, same as Carlton Cole really you know loved the club and I think he rubbed some Chelsea fans up the wrong way a few months ago on Twitter yeah. or something and um, yeah it's just one of them things and yeah Zamora is one of them like I said like it's a, it's a local lad you know to me even more local to me than uh, Noble you know so yeah, yeah I remember seeing a uh, a video it was one of the early videos i think west ham put out and i think it was him and anton ferdinand going um 
East Ham on the parking road. There's a, like a barber's there um, getting their haircuts. And I'm like, oh, I know that barber's. Like, <laughs> I know that barber's. Like, it's right around, the, just, you know, just near the Denmark Arms, you know. Yeah. And you're like, it was just so cool to be a kid from that area. And you're seeing these players that you really look up to. And they're like, yeah. you know, we're from, the, we're from this area, like, you know. But it's it's all it's gone full circle, hasn't it? Because it's like, I mean, you you know now, you know, obviously in the sixties, you know, you had they were they were a second job, you know, Bobby Moore had a had a sports shop across the road from the from the ground, oh. and he was going there on a, you know, someone I interviewed, he got he bought he bought a, a tracksuit from Bobby Moore one th- for his birthday, yeah. you know, it's like stuff like that. And Once then, that age, always have them like, oh, I saw Bobby Moore in this yeah. place. Yeah. in that place because they were so mixing they'd go to the pub and yeah yeah well they'd that. have and you know we had a we had a couple of the people from the upton park life groups the jackie hughes particularly she she was on a she worked at the queen's market and harry redknapp had a stall and frank lampard had a stall and you know frank lampard senior bought her prom dress because she had you know all these sort of lovely little stories and it just got it's been more and more detached he said you know seeing bob you know he's all you Bobby Zamora into you know, East Ham. I used to live, you know, I used to live in Loughton and they all used to live in Loughton and I'd you know I once I, you know I was used to work at Safeways and Shaka used to go in and you see and you see yeah Safeways do you remember Safeways yeah. and uh, and uh, you see Shaka and you just see his head across the aisles because he was so tall and yeah. and and we had like Smassy Abu bless him he used to come in and and buy and you know or or paul kitson and and now it's like you don't see any of them you know it's like they're all in penthouses yeah. at canary wharf and Deliveroo, and you know so you don't see anyone there and it's a shame because it, it it's one of the most exciting things in the world to walk to be a kid and you walk down the road and you see like one of your idols uh, yeah. and then you can't get that now at the stadium because obviously they're so you know at least at ups and pot you could you put your hands to the railings and they'd sign your thing if you're lucky. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, just even looking at, you know, I never used to get the autographs. I used to just no. go and just you see them, yeah, and they're closer. Yeah. yeah. Or seeing them, or walking back down the barking road and seeing them driving their car, you're like, oh, look, look, it's so and so. Or yeah. like, sitting in the car and just to see them, like, up close, you're like, wow. Like, that's well, that was the thing I used to remember about bernard lamar famously and it always because we interviewed someone the other day and he came up in conversation and he was picked in the, in his team and he would always leave the ground almost as soon i don't think he showered i think he literally got in the car because every game he only played like a dozen half a dozen you know, 10 or 12 games for us just to get into the world cup squad actually and um and he was stuck in barking in green street every game because you had like 35,000 pl- fans walking down Green Street and his car would always be stuck and there'd always be people jumping on his car singing, yeah, yeah. we got Bernard Lama. And he just, <laughs> have, have a shower, you know, have a cup of you, tea, you know, wait, wait, t- t- wait 10 minutes before the rabble goes, but never exactly. would learn, never would learn. No, no, that's it. So I think a lot of the players much prefer it now, just being able to... Yeah, well, they all get, get what's they? they all get the coaching now, don't it? So it's like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, so it's, uh, and I think that's a shame because I think you do, you know, they are detached, and I think that's why, you know, yeah, I think we, you know, you said, when you talk about your, you know, the era you enjoyed the most, um, you know, the, the players were more accessible, and it's, it's, I think it's just football in general, not just West Ham. I think it's football in general. You, you lose that disconnect. It's almost they, they're almost uber professional now, and so. Yeah. 
you know you know their lives via Instagram. So I know yeah. Lanzini's got a lovely apartment in Canary Wharf and yeah. penthouse, and it's lovely. But I, but I, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen him eat a, you know, pick up a spaghetti bolognese from from Safeways. You know what I mean? So you, you <laughs> don't get that. Like, Lanzini in Safeways. <laughs> 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 well, I, see, I was interviewing a guy the other day. We were talking about Loughton because obviously Paolo lived in Loughton as well. And I was saying to him, oh, you know, I was Shaka and, you know, I remember Paul Kitson buying this massive bag of pick and mix and um, didn't play well the next day. And I was like, oh, that's probably why. Um, and he said, yeah, Paolo, yeah, Paolo would get his, he, he would, yeah, he wouldn't, he wouldn't go to say, he, he'd get his wife to do it. And I said, oh, okay, I can imagine that, bless him. But um, yeah. <laughs> damn, man, it's been lovely, man. Um, fucking an hour, an hour and 20, 20 time flies, man. It's fun. You know what the funny thing is? I thought like because because you know I was saying about my memory. And I thought this is going to be like a bloody ten minute episode because I'm going to yeah. be like, uh, yeah, uh, Rob Green, uh, <laughs> Stuart Pearce, Repka. Like because I think... it's not about the games. It's about the feeling, isn't it? And the feeling's yeah. different. You don't. You can. You can. Yeah. You can be hazy on some of the. And that. And that's what other people's jobs are to 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 fill in the gaps. But yeah. um, it's all about. Yeah sort of personality how you feel how a player makes you feel whether it's positive or negative and um yeah it that's, it, that's it. That anxiety beforehand of like no i'm gonna play this players one we have to go right, rob green made a good save against the yeah like i said some people do it i i see like you know the uh, the other lads they have so they pull them out all the time like yeah, yeah I remember. That's, that is ryan and, and yeah ryan is like that when he's he's he always wins your quizzes and stuff, doesn't he? He always does it. Well, right. actually, I'm the I'm the undefeated quiz champion. Oh, so, I because yeah, do you know what the funny thing is? Well, usually that's because it's the quiz we do the season quiz just gone. Oh, okay. If we just do like five seasons ago, six seasons, I'd be like, yeah, like, I yeah, yeah. It. So we did one. I did uh, what's they did one the other day. Um, Baz did one at Clatter Blue, and um, it was really cool, like an interactive one using. Mm. That, wet, that platform that quiz platform is quite good and uh, i came second i was gutted because i came second to kent hammers and uh, ken irons rather and but everyone knew ken irons was going to win because he was yeah. like he's just, uh, inc- incredible fat check and i was i was quite pleased with second place but it was quite good nah, that's uh, the thing once it gets too far away from that yeah the blurred everything sort of blurs into one it does so it's yeah that's that is- I'm about 10 years out of everything you know i think i, was, I think it was around 2006 and it was like 96 it's like really when yeah <laughs> what happened that 10 you know it's like okay all managers are you know i i forget managers like we talked the other day and 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 avram grant came up and i forgot what era and i forgot, oh yeah it was sort of scott parker and he brought in this person this person you know and then then it's all the pieces come a bit together but after sort of working your way through it but uh yeah no, that's yeah. it so no, I've really, I've really enjoyed. It. I'm glad we finally got to. Uh, yeah, to me get too. Me too, Dan. Yeah, really it was, good. thank yeah, you so much. A lot of fun. So um, yeah, no, appreciate it, mate. Absolutely brilliant. So cheers, man. And obviously, thanks everyone for watching. Like, share, subscribe, all that type of stuff. If you're watching on YouTube or Spotify, Apple podcasty thing make sure you subscribe and obviously west ham fans if you're probably already one of the fifty odd thousands, almost sixty thousand anyway. But if not help you know we, we all like to like and share a like um until uh till next time for me and dan take care everyone stay safe come in your irons and we'll see you again very very soon take care everyone bye-bye sports social podcast network judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.